Hi, I'm Denise Simpson, a master life and leadership coach who helps women step into their authentic and feminine power so they can lead like visionaries, influence with grace, and create a legacy of contribution and service. You'll hear about real leadership clients with real problems, navigating their success in life, business, and career. If you're ready to become a masterful leader, then this podcast was made for you. So let's get started. Hey there, my friend. Welcome. Happy you are here. It is a rainy, stormy day here in Austin, and I'm loving it. I hope there is sunshine wherever you are. (laughs) Hey, listen, today is August the 2nd, and I am celebrating my mother's birthday. So today she would have been 73 years old, and uh, she's been gone from this earth for about 10 years. Physically gone, but energetically, spiritually, she is with me here in my house. She and my father are the only two non-physical entities that are allowed in my home. I know, a little a little metaphysical for you today. You will soon learn I have many sides to my leadership and many sides to my life. And a very, very important component of my life is my spirituality and my faith which is something we leaders don't talk a lot about. And I am going to be more intentional in doing that. And so stay tuned for future episodes regarding spirituality. Yay. So why I wanted to bring us together today is because of her birthday and celebrating her existence and celebrating what she as a woman taught me as a woman. And looking back at her life makes me very sad on one hand and then very happy on the other. Now, the sad part really outweighs some days, most days when I talk about her, outweighs the happiest parts of her life. And for those of you who do not know, and I have talked about her on previous shows, but let me, let me just share a little bit of background with you because it's important to know why I am passionate about mental well-being. My mother, at the age of 47 years old, suffered a sharp, a sharp cognitive decline, and it looked like dementia. She didn't know what year she was in. She didn't know how to tie her shoe. She didn't know how to count money. She vaguely knew who her daughters were. And at 47 years old, my mother was losing her memory while other women were not even thinking about retirement, not even close enough to think about (laughs) leaving their jobs. And I remembered I was 19 years old. I was, it was my senior year in college and, you know, it was, it was the last year to pay college tuition, which she and my father had done up until that point. And I remembered her telling me that she was needing to retire and that she would not be able to help me with my college tuition. And I, like a child, went running and crying into the financial aid office and begged for help and blamed my mom for doing this to me. (laughs) It was horrible. I was a horrible person. But these were the memories I had of my mom. And so I was 
gone out of the house at 17 as soon as I graduated from high school. And, you know, those two short years, so much transpired within my mom's brain. And it's not to say that there wasn't a, a giant lead up, which a lot of research shows that, you know, 10 years prior, you're showing signs of dementia. And, and then 10 years later is when most people are diagnosed. So who knows what my mother, my mother's brain was going through 10 years prior to that. But the two years that I was gone between 17 years of age and 19, my mother fell into depression again which I didn't know. My mother suffered from depression. She hit it very well. My mother suffered from a lot. My, my mother suffered from a heartache. My mother suffered from cultural exploitation, societal exploitations, all the things. My mother suffered greatly. And I didn't know that because I was a child. And then leaving to go to college to start my life, I was very self-centric. I was only looking at how I was going to establish my career and and my education as a leader. And at 19 years old, I just didn't quite understand I didn't understand what was happening to her. But the point I want to make here is 47 years old, suffering from dementia. And I took her to a dozen or so neurologists between my hometown and my that the town I was living in for college. I took her everywhere. I took her to the best neurologist and all of them couldn't find a darn thing wrong with her. They couldn't diagnose her. Her age was a factor. They didn't quite understand what was happening. And we're talking about 1997, 98 timeframe. And at that time, they did these tests by asking questions. And that was it. There was no blood test. There was no way to, to figure that out at that time. And I remembered one neurologist said to me, why is she not in a mental institution or getting psychiatric care? Your mother is doing this to herself. Your mother has chosen to leave her physical realm and enter a realm where there is no pain or suffering. I called bullshit on that guy. I was like, you're crazy, dude. You're a nutbag. And I'm going to report you because this is the wackiest thing I've ever heard a neurologist say. Like I was so mad. I remembered like being furious. I'm like, well, okay, now that one is a wacko. (laughs) I'm going to tell the whole world that you're a wacko. Uh, But my friends, he wasn't a wacko. I now in my 40s, I believe that my mother did do this to herself because it wasn't until many, many years later that we were finally able to diagnose her with Alzheimer's because her dementia had turned into Alzheimer's. It had progressed so severely and acutely that there was no turning back. There was, it was definitive. We had a diagnosis. And that memory And that story that I've told myself for many, many years that my mother did this to herself is the reason why I am passionate about mental well-being, about mental health, about finding awareness around depression and anxiety and mental disorders. I am such an amazing advocate for this because of my personal relationship with a woman who had everything 
or at least so I thought she did. She was a nurse, a beloved nurse. My gosh, this woman had patients adoring her. They would call her first before they would call the damn doctor. My mother was exceptional, a woman with integrity, a woman with great love and and this nurturing ability about her, which is why she went into nursing. My mother was brilliant. No joke. That woman was so bright. But I feel that her relationship with my father was the reason for all of the anxiety and depression. They were not kind to each other. They did not treat each other with respect. They were disloyal, at least he was to her. And he chose to love other things and other people. It chose to love them over my mom and my sisters. And so this is the story that I have in my brain. Is it true? I don't know. She's not here to confirm that. She's been gone for 10 years and she lost her memory since I was 19. So there's no way to confirm all of this information. But the story I have in my head is I'm going to help another woman on her journey to live her fullest, most meaningful, purposeful life that is filled with so much love and ease and calm and peace about her brain. Because we're human. She's human. You're human. I want to humanize all of the suffering that we women, especially women leaders like us, that we women leaders endure. I want you to know that this is all normal, that this is okay, And that there's someone here that wants to help you through this, which is why I want to talk about you and your power and honoring you, your power as a woman, as a mother, as a leader, as a human on this planet, honor your power and your power, my friend, the power to say, it's okay that I feel like this today. It is okay that I'm suffering today. It is okay that I'm feeling anxious today. I'm only human. And I'm doing the best that I can. I want to humanize this for all of you. Or whoever is taking in this information today, I just, I want you to know that it is okay to feel this way. We have human brains that mistreat us on a daily basis. We have human minds that like to wander into la-la land. We have human minds that want to blame us for the suffering and the sacrifices and the pain and the suffering. Our human brain is an asshole sometimes, mostly. (laughs) Mostly it is. And that you are not alone in this and that you, my friend, can ask for help if there is an ounce of discomfort in you address it my friend before it persists before it grows like a cancer i want for you to find awareness around that ounce of discomfort now if you are suffering greatly and there is a chance that you need more therapeutic help go seek that help If you are someone who needs coaching because she is ready to stop the pain, to take control of her life, to move forward with peace and love and calm and assuredness, then you come see me. 
get the help, my friend. So how you honor your power is first and foremost finding awareness around you being human and that it is normal to feel this way. That no matter what anyone has told us in society or anyone has told us in our culture or anyone has told us in our own damn families, it is okay to cry. It is okay to have more off days than good days. It is okay to express your emotions, especially if they are causing discomfort in you, if they're causing pain and suffering or angst or anguish in you. It is okay. And we women in leadership, we're the last people to ask for help because we're helping everybody else. But who in the hell is helping us? Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to proclaim our power. We're going to honor our power by helping ourselves first and foremost, which is something I wish my mother was told. Something I wish my mother knew that it was okay for her to ask for help. It was okay for her to address her anxiety and her depression and her pain and suffering and her broken heart. I wish someone would have told her that, which is why I'm on this journey to tell as many women as I can that they deserve the help and that there is help for them and that it is okay and that there are tools to help regulate and balance out those emotions. It is okay. And this is how we honor our power. Because a lot of us are busy. (laughs) We're busy raising families. We're busy going and getting more educational attainment, right? We're, We're busy pursuing and striving for our dreams and our goals. We're busy. And so when something uncomfortable comes up, we push it aside. We say, no, 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 not not right now. I can't do this right now. I have to study for that test. I'm in this MBA program and I'm, I got to, I got to work hard for this. So, you know, screw that. I cannot feel any emotion, right? Some of us are caring for our aging parents right now. And because we are striving and pursuing our dreams and our goals, we just numb ourselves so that we don't feel all of the discomfort from helping our parents and trying to help ourselves. And if you're a woman who has a family and raising children and pursuing your goals and taking care of your parents, my friend, I am here to support you. All the emotions, all the feelings that, you, that are, you're feeling or that are coming up is okay. And feel the damn things. Feel the feelings. What you resist will persist. And if you are resisting feeling emotions and processing emotions, then my friend, you will see it down on your journey. It will come up some way, somehow. It may come up in full force. It may come up subtly, but it will return. And how you honor your power is coming to terms with that. I need help. Number one. Number two, I have a human brain and it is okay. I'm doing the best I can. And number three, this is temporary, right? I want to see this as a season in my life. I don't want to see this as permanent. My parents are here for a short time on earth. I'm going to care for them in this season. I'm going to give them the best that I can, right? This is a season that you're in. Or this is the season of getting your PhD and I'm going to sacrifice a few things 
and my family is aware of this, but I know, I know the sacrifices I'm making to get this PhD because I know what it's going to do for myself and my family in the long term. It's just a season. And so these are the things that we can do to start honoring our power because there's a lot of pseudo power out here. You know, sometimes I tell my clients, look at your evidence list, right? Write down everything that you cannot dispute in a court of law. Like here are the facts. You have this bachelor's degree from this school. You have this leadership title from this organization. You have 25 years of experience as a leader. You've got this, you've got that. Here's the evidence list, right? Cannot dispute that. It's factual. Take me to court and the judge will agree. Sometimes when I ask my clients to do that evidence list, it's, it's twofold. Partly it is to build confidence and to tell your brain you're the damn boss, right? Like it's telling your brain enough of the imposter syndrome. Look at everything that I have accomplished. Bam, right there, period, end of story. But on the other hand, my friend, this evidence list can cause pseudo power. Pseudo power is inflated by your ego. It's like, here is status. Here is the significance. Here is my self-worth because I did all of the things. This is why I am worthy. No, this is where we go wrong with that evidence list. It's pseudo power. It's inflating you with a delusion, with a filter of arrogance, a filter of pseudo power. And so careful with that evidence list. So what I mean by a lot of us are walking around with some pseudo power, we're like giving our power away left and right in all these other circumstances, like a leaky tire, right? It's like a tire that's seeping out air slowly. And let me explain. We give our power away. We give it away to our leaders or our coworkers or our subordinates. Some of us, we don't want to cause... a an uproar in the organization. We want to stay quiet. We want to be a wallflower. We don't want to rock the boat. But every ounce of you, every cell in your body is screaming, this is wrong. I've got to speak up. But your brain blocks it. And it tells you, stay safe. Stay quiet. Don't rock the boat. You're going to be the wallflower. You're always the wallflower. This is how we give our power away unconsciously. It's like a slow leak in your tire. It is seeping away your power. Or how about if you have a very dominant spouse or partner? Everything he or she says goes and you follow the leader, right? You don't have a say or you choose to not have a say and you let them make decisions. You let them make the dinner decisions. And sometimes we women in leadership, we go home and we don't want to do shit. We want, we want our partners to lead the way. Cool. But be careful. It doesn't start stepping on your values or it doesn't start hurting your convictions. I'll give you an example. Here's a very simple one. <laughs> My husband. Ooh, alpha leader for sure. And I'm an alpha leader. So we both come into the relationship knowing who the hell we are and where we stand on our values. I love that about us. He's opinionated and so am I. But there were times where I would relinquish my power intentionally and gave it to him. 
here is a very simple and silly example, but it it had to stop. Let me tell you why. So my husband and I love to watch television together. We'll pick a series and we'll like binge watch it. This is kind of our habit. We do this. We get recommendations from our friends and we're like, oh my gosh, we have to go watch it. And the last one we did was Yellowstone. Three seasons of Yellowstone crammed into two days <laughs> over a weekend. It was ridiculous. But when we sit down to watch television, you know, he has the control. Like literally the remote control and the control of what we watch. And he always, without awareness of me on the couch, always picks his own shit. Like RoboCop, Blade Runner, all the Terminator movies, all that 1980s crap that he remembers and loves. That's what we watch. And not once would he turn over to look at me and say, is this okay? You want to watch this today? You want to sit down with me for the next two hours and watch this crap? No, not even an acknowledgement that I was in the room. And so I would just let him do what he needed to do. This was his way of, of decompressing. And then one day I'm like, you know, what the hell with this? I said, again, we're watching this crap. I said, listen, I'd like some acknowledgement here. Like you've got the remote control, all the powers in your hand, but I want for you to show some respect. I want you to show me some acknowledgement here. And there's a dozen or so televisions in this damn house. So you can go choose to watch this crap in another room. And he was in shock. He's like, what? Where did all this come from? Wait a minute. This is the first time I'm hearing about you not wanting to do this with me. Why are you now telling me and in this tone, like what is going on? I said, I don't know. I've been resisting. (laughs) It has been persisting. And here we are now. I'm lashing out. Sorry for lashing out, but this is what I need to see differently. And he said, absolutely. And I'm sorry. Never happened again. But in the back of my mind, all of that time, I had always thought, wow, he's so inconsiderate or wow, here we go again with this crap or wow, he didn't even like acknowledge me sitting here. Like, wow, he just assumed I was going to watch this crap with him. So all of these thoughts were lingering and pestering, but I was resisting them until one day I lashed out and said, enough is enough. And for me, I saw that as giving away my power, my power to speak, my power to stand in my conviction, my power to express my feelings. I was doing that to myself. He was not doing that to me. This was all in my brain. So I say it's a simple and silly example, but this is how we give away our power to others. We do it in the workplace. We do it in our own families. We do it with our own children because we don't want to cause a fight or we don't want them to go into a fit in public. And how many of you who have parents, right? Older parents who are very opinionated, who you know are maybe not very happy with how you've you've lived your life or created your life and they've got a few things to say to you. How many times do you let them say this to you for the sake of not causing an argument again? Right? You know what you want, you're a grown ass woman, but here is mom telling you why you're not doing it right. Right? How many times do you stay quiet and give her the power over your brain and over your emotions? That's how I see this. You being at the effect of others. And this is how we seep our power. 
Now, another reason why I'm doing the show today is because I am preparing a masterclass and a workshop in the month of August for my women leaders inside my monthly membership. It's called Masters of Leadership. And we're going to talk about women and authority. All the reasons why you need to hang on to it, all the reasons why it is manufactured within you, it is generated within you, and all the reasons how we give the power away, all the ways we give it away, unconsciously, unconsciously. A lot of this is unconscious, my friends. It's just habits in your brain. It's just what you do when your mom starts yelling at you or criticizing you or judging you. You just go into somewhere in your brain and it pulls up the unconscious program of, I'm just going to shut up. I'm just going to let her speak. I'm not going to cause a stink because I don't feel like fighting with her today. Right? That's all unconscious programs within you. And then sometimes, you know, it's conscious. Right? We stay quiet because we don't want to be the oddball at work, because we don't want to be the rogue leader at work. We don't want to be the disruptor. We're worried about what everyone else is going to think. And here we are then sacrificing our values and our convictions so that we don't rock the boat in the organization. Or the same thing with our spouses or our partners or our children. So we're seeping our power and we're giving it away. So, how do we honor our power? We find awareness around the areas that we're giving it away. Where and to who are we giving our power away? And how do we reclaim that power within us? This is the first step, is finding awareness around this. How are you giving your power away? And how can you honor your power? How do you find awareness around being human? Right? Like, listen, I am not perfect. I will screw up every day, many times a day, probably. I'm not going to get it right. I'm not going to be the best mom today because I'm giving my full attention to a project at work today, or I'm going to pass the baton on to my partner if you do have a partner, and I'm going to let them take care of what they need to take care of for both of us today because I've had other priorities. I'm caring for my aging parents today. So I'm not going to get it all right. I'm not going to be perfect today. And there's no such thing as perfectionism anyway. I'm going to do the best I can because I have a human brain. And it is okay that I feel sad throughout my day. It is okay that I question my purpose and my intentions. It is okay that I don't want to be a mom today. It is okay that I don't want to talk to my mother It's okay that I can't help anyone today because I'm going to help myself. And so this is how we honor our power. We take it back like this and we take it back in every little circumstance where we find ourselves giving our power away to others. We stop and tell ourselves, I'm only human. I'm doing the best I can. And I know I'm giving him or her my power today, but I'm going to claim it back. And this is how. And you find all the ways that suit you, that serve you as a human, as a woman in leadership. My friend, your brain is the most powerful tool in your possession. Your mind, my friend, is the number one leadership tool that you need to develop. We all need to develop. Leadership affects every single aspect of our lives. You think it's only in the organization? You are mistaken, my friend. 
It is in your health and wellness. It is in your intimate relationships. It is in your personal finances. It is in your spirituality. It is in your faith. It is in your personal development. It is in every single aspect of your life. You learn how to master that beautiful mind of yours and you will master your life. All right, my friend. I hope you found today helpful. In honor, again, of my mother's existence and her time on this earth, as short as it was, I am here to serve you because of her. Hit me up on DM at Dr. Denise Simpson. I want to hear from you. Tell me how today affected you or inspired you or helped you find awareness around your power. All right. See you soon. Take care. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to join me inside my exclusive coaching membership for women in leadership, just like you. I want to help you become a masterful leader with the help of a community of the most powerful women on this planet. My membership is called Masters of Leadership. Yes, of course it would be called that. (laughs) So whether you're a novice or a master, you have to join us. You're going to get the support that you need and deserve inside my membership. So head over to drdenisesimpson.com forward slash M-O-L. That website again is drdenisesimpson.com forward slash M-O-L. You deserve this, my friend. So join us inside. See you soon.